Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, CRC, every believer that you are ready to stand up for God and fight for your faith. Give the Lord the biggest praise that you can. Come on, hundreds of thousands of people are watching us on TV. And we are making our voices loud and unashamed to say we stand in the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus and the church in South Africa will be stronger than ever and ever and ever. Our future is bright. So we're going to go get our dark glasses and come to church on Sundays. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, Wednesday night is our harvest event in the Otendiqua Stadium in George. If you know anybody in the area, invite them. Seven o'clock. We are going to see thousands of people there last year. Oh, before COVID, we had thousands of people there. Many, many people got saved in the rain. In the rain, people were sitting, people are hungry down there. Welcome TBN, TBN, to One Gospel, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube, CRC Online Radio Stations, Correctional Facilities. Our beautiful brothers in Russia, we love you. Our sisters in Russia, Ukraine, East Red America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China, all over Africa, and all our CRC churches with us today. Bloomberg, Bloomberg North, uh, Belito, Durban, Kimberley, Peter Marisburg, Rustenburg, Tumek, Ungdivah, Net on the hook, come on, give somebody a Bluetooth, Bluetooth, high five and say, God loves you, and so do I, in Jesus' name. And take your seats in heavenly places. If I had to ask you this morning, what is your most prized position, what would your answer be? If I had to ask you, what is the thing you value most, more than anything else, what would the answer be? Some of you will say, well, it's maybe my job, or maybe a child. And those are all good answers. But the question really is, what is it that you want to leave behind one day when you leave this earth? And leaving this earth, we all will. If you had to choose the words you want written on your tombstone, what would it be? Here lies a snob. No, I'm sure not. Here lies. What do you want to be remembered for? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Sadly, so many people live from day to day and they have no awareness of eternity. And that every day we live affects eternity. Not only for us, but for our children, for those who work with us, for our brothers and our sisters. You see my brother and my sister, the day you got saved, you became a person of impact. Now they're gonna use that impact or the influence for the glory of God, or you're gonna use it to pursue something else. So my message very simply this morning is because we're living in a world that really is a rat race. And I get it. I get it that you have to work hard. I get it that you want to give your child the best education you possibly can. I get it that you want to leave houses and riches for your children as the Bible says. But we have to stay on track. And my message very simply this morning is 
more precious than gold. And if you see me wearing a new ring, it's not a wolf, so I'm not part of the um, Illuminati. There it is, because that's what people do. You know, they zoom in on me and try and get all. This was a ring I was given in America. It's a lion. Amen. That's it. So I'll wear it uh, actually on the right hand, but it's not fitting on the right hand. Okay. So there it is. For all those of you that are wondering and all those skeptics and critics, God bless you. Have a great life. I hope you reach heaven one day. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, we read together, the Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, hallelujah, and undefiled, that does not fade away. I don't care how great your jewelry, it fades away and it loses its value. I don't care how great your house, it loses its value and it fades away. I don't care how great you look in your 20s, I'm not gonna say you lose your value, but you better work a little bit harder when you are 50 against gravity. How many of you know what I'm talking about, okay? So he says that does not fade away, reserved in heaven. Everybody say heaven. By the power of God, through faith of salvation, ready to be received in the last time. And in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, while you are arrived, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That's an understatement. We've been through a lot, right? And uh, the Bible talks about these trials and tribulations. And in Matthew 24, one of the great signs before the return of Jesus is that the love of many people will wax cold. People will fall out of love with Jesus and out of love with the things of God in pursuit of happiness. Thinking they're gonna find happiness in a circle of friends or in somebody's acknowledgement or in living in some estate or in driving some fancy car. And those things really doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what car you came with this morning. God doesn't mind if you're blessed financially and, and you live in a great house. That's not the issue. But they should not become the issue and the driving force of your life. So he says, he says, you've been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise and to the honour and to the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom not having seen you love. Oh, come on. Not one of us have seen Jesus face to face, but we love Him. So I want you to stand up on your feet this morning and show your love and your appreciation and your adoration for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on. That's why, uh, you know, people say, I'm not interested in religion. Well, this is not a religion. It's a relationship. He says, though now you do not seem yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible, and full of glory. Hallelujah. When you get saved, you get what the world can't give you. You get what money can't buy you. I've been at the bedside of the wealthiest people that would give all the money in the world to get their healing and all the money in the world could not heal them. They had to be prepared to meet their maker, to be ready for eternity. Says receiving the end of your faith, the end of your life is the salvation of your soul. 
The Living Translation says, or the True Living uh, 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 Translation says, these trials are only to test your faith in verse number seven, to see whether it is not as strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of many fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day of His return. You know, one of the, my greatest dream in life is to stand before Jesus Christ one day and to hear Him say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't care how many accolades, how many praises people give you down on this earth. What matters is what heaven thinks about you. And I suggest my brother and my sister that the most precious thing you have in your life is your faith. Because your faith not only impacts this life, but it impacts way beyond this life. It impacts eternity. Your faith will impact your children and generations to come. Psalm 119 verse 127, David says, Therefore I love your commandments more than gold, yes, than fine gold. So God says, hey, you may be suffering down here, but I have an inheritance for you in heaven that is incorruptible and that outweighs anything and everything that this world has to offer you in Jesus' Name. So do not lose sight, I'm talking about it tonight, of the end, when you will stand before Jesus Christ and give account for your life. Hear me clearly, the one thing you never want to compromise is your faith, not even when you are with your friends, not when you are with your relatives. You don't wanna be a silent Christian. You don't wanna be an undercover Christian. You don't want to live for this world and for the values and the norms of this world because it will rob you of your eternal inheritance. The one thing you want to leave, listen, for your children as a rich inheritance is your faith. More than silver and gold, more than houses and riches. Because your faith not only impacts your life for eternity, it impacts your children for eternity. And it grieves me when I see how many church parents have taken their church children out of churches and how many parents no longer go to church not realizing that they are actually discipling those children and training them that the house of the Lord is not important. There is nothing that you can ever exchange for your faith. There is no education, there is no money, there is no relationship that should ever come between you and the faith you have for God. No job, no extra hours, nothing should ever compromise the faith that affects your eternity. Can I have an amen? That's why we stand against this bill of health in its current uh, form because uh, it affects our faith and it affects the faith of people and violates our human rights in South Africa. So we cannot stand still and we cannot be quiet as many whose silence have become deafening. When last did you tell your friends about Jesus? That close circle of friends that you care with. Do you even know that they're okay? Do you even know that if they died, they would go to heaven? What about your children? What about your parents? The greatest thing we have is our faith. 
Our faith in God. Our faith that will keep us to the end. Our faith that will take us to heaven into the salvation that God prepared for us. Incorruptible, spotless, pure. Oh, I know people will ridicule you down here on planet Earth for your faith. People will criticise you. But hey, we know we are not of this world and we know that we are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and we know that we are born again and we know that we are sons and daughters of the living God. Come on, so we cannot be ashamed of Jesus Christ and we cannot be ashamed of our faith. Oh, come on, somebody give Him a loud worship. Give Him a loud praise in Jesus' Name. I have a few minutes because of this weather. I have to fly like Superman via the highway to Johannesburg, so bear with me. Three things I want to talk about concerning your faith. Number one, your faith is something you have to preserve. Number two, your faith is something you have to pass on. I'm going to talk about your children. And number three, your faith is something you have to proclaim. Because your faith is the only thing that has eternal consequences. Nothing else has. Not your car, not your home, not your friends, not what people say about you, not what people think about you. Your faith. Not only does your faith shape your eternal future, it shapes the eternal future of your friends, or it can. It can shape the eternal future of your husband, your spouse, your parents. It is not something we can ever do by the way because it's more precious than gold. It's more precious than anything else. It is the most precious gift that God has given you. Your faith is something that you want to honour and respect and preserve until the day of the return of our Lord Jesus. Say Amen. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus says, when He had called the people to Himself with the disciples also, He said to them, whoever desires to come after Me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for My sake and the Gospel's sake will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? How many people have I seen that when they had nothing, they were in church every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening. And as soon as God blessed them, they suddenly got too busy. Suddenly church became something that's by the way. I wanna say this to every Christian that loves God. Coming to church is not optional. Come Sunday morning, you need to dress up, get up, show up, dress your children up, get them into the house of the Lord, train them in the ways of God. Come on, it's not something you can decide every Sunday. It's like sometimes people look at us as preachers if we don't know what we talk about. Noretta and I had three children in the space of two and a half years. Three. I say Chinese twins. That I apologize for that. It was Irish twins, okay? David and Angelique are 11 months apart. And then Chanel came along. There she's in the front row a year and a half later. So we still had to go to church and we still had to get them up in the morning and dress them up and get them to church and the rector would be on the platform in the band and I would preach and somebody else had to look after our children and look how they turned out. I think they turned out okay because I raised them in the house of God. I raised them in the presence of God. Listen, because what you expose them to, they will fall in love with. 
You watch little Johnny, if dad loves Blumenine Celtic, he loves Blumenine Celtic. If your dad loves cheetahs, he loves cheetahs. If his dad is a blue bull, blue bull, then as high a blue bull. Who come? He tells his pa's waardes op. Nie wat sy pa sê nie. Of sy ma. So you don't ask a teenager, do they want to go to church? You tell them. Because you are responsible. That child is not yours, by the way. That child is on loan to you by God. That child is an eternal spirit. In the life you're after, that is not your child. That is not your wife. That is an eternal spirit entrusted to you by God to raise in the ways of God as a disciple of Jesus Christ. You don't leave your child to decide what they believe. You train them. Says, for what profit if a man gains the whole world, loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? A promotion? You're going to sleep with the boss? You're going to dress low and behold to get the contract? You're going to lose yourself? You're going to lose your, 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 uh, um, your Christianity to get ahead? You're going to find a sugar daddy because you are struggling financially and you think it's okay and, 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 and lose your faith for a season. The most precious thing you have is your faith. And I'll say it again and again and again. Not even your brother, not even your sister. Jesus said to himself, if you love mother or father more than me, you are not worthy than me. He doesn't stop me. He says, if you love your child more than you love me, you are not worthy of me. So you better... Make up your mind to raise your children in the ways of God more than you raise them in your culture, more than you raise them in the ways of your ancestors. You have to raise them in the ways of God because you are dealing with your bloodline. You are dealing with your eternal um, inheritance. People get offended, they leave churches and they take their kids out of church and they disconnect their bloodline from Christ. They cause their kids to lose out. I said it last Sunday night, sometimes you have to come to church not for your sake, but for the other people in the home cell. You have to come to church for your children's sake so you can train them in the ways of God. It's a training process. Second Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible says, We will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we have to live eternally minded. Whatever we do, we have to keep eternity in mind because one day we will stand before Jesus Christ and give account. We don't have to fear it, but we have to know it. No job, no boyfriend, no promotion, no education is worth compromising your faith or your child's faith. This world as we know it is fading away. And we don't sell out to it. 1 John 2 verse 15, the Apostle John, the Apostle of, uh, of love, speaks very firmly. He says, do not love this world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. You see people, how they get a car, their nose goes up two centimeters or two millimeters, okay? or um, they live in a certain suburb, their nose goes up. It's a wrong value. It's a wrong, even if you live in the palace of all palaces, keep your feet on the ground. Keep your feet in the ground, on the ground. Keep your heart towards heaven in Jesus' name. Don't let your success compromise your faith. It says, these things are not of the Father and not of the, it is of the world. The world is passing away in the lust of it, but 
the, he who does the will of God abides forever. Solomon, the wisest man and the wealthiest man who ever lived. I love the book of Ecclesiastes and I have to tell every business person, read the book of Ecclesiastes often. It's 12 chapters. It will keep you on track. Because he's the one that is a searcher. He, he, he starts out and it's almost like he's boastful about his accomplishments. I've done this. I've got this degree. I've accomplished this. I'm the first. I'm the this. I had everything. He says, everything my eyes desired was not withheld from me. I had the best vineyards. I had the best lands. I built the best buildings. People came from all over the world to see how great and how brilliant I was. And then he says, vanity of vanities. The Afrikaans said it very mooi. He said, it's like a jaag na wind. All die dinge wat jy dink gaan vir jou geluk gee, as jy die een ding krij, begin die jaag toch na die volgende ding. He said, it's a leeg. It's like a jaag na wind. There's no part of gold at the end of the rainbow. But your faith, your faith is something you don't want to lose. Yes, work hard. Yes, have ambition. Yes, desire to get ahead in life, but don't lose your faith. And if you move in the fancy estate, use your faith to reach the other people in that fancy estate without judging them, but by loving them and by sharing your faith openly. Because what does it even help if we party together and somebody dies the next day and we don't know where that person is. It doesn't help. I've done hundreds and hundreds of funerals where people can come and say, he was a good man. And everybody knows he wasn't. He was a sinner. He was lost. You are the person that can stand between the living and the dead. No matter the peer pressure, no matter the pressure those boys put upon you, you stand for your faith. You straighten your back. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Number two, you have to pass it on. Now I'm going to talk to the parents. I have 10 minutes left. Proverbs 13, 22, the Bible says, A good man lives an inheritance to his children's children. What inheritance are you leaving for your children? Your children are your first disciples. And in the mind of God, He's entrusted those spirits to you and you have to raise them in the ways of God. You're not a parent by popularity. You're not a parent by vote. I always told my, 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 my children, I'm your parent first. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to be your father. And if I say it, you will do it if it's in the Word of God. So my kids never had any option. Sunday morning in church, Sunday evening in church, revival meeting in church. They lay under the seats while we had revival meetings. They were always in the presence of God. They have a love for God's house today. What do your kids love? What do your kids talk about? Because they're your soundboard. What comes out of their mouth is what comes out of your mouth or the people that they are exposed to more. And our education system will not train them in the ways of God. Those days are gone, except for a few schools that still have Christian values. You are the discipler, or you have to bring them to the house of God where most of us were taught the Word of God. So your kids will pick up on your value and your passion. What you value, they will value. You're casual about church, they'll be casual. Jesus never features in your conversation. He'll never feature in their conversation. Poor don't matter. Social justice doesn't matter to you. It will not matter to your children. 
Do you live a self-absorbed life? They will live a self-absorbed life. Do you have certain bad habits that you practice before them? They will start when they are 12, 13, 14. Hey, I smoked my first cigarette when I was 12 years old. I didn't go to a school where somebody taught me how to smoke. I just saw other people smoke, so I became a smoker. I was discipled by people in the world because those who should have discipled me failed to disciple me in the ways of God. Not blaming anybody, but stating a fact. Who is the influence in your child's life? Who's the major voice in your child's life? If you opinionate it, so they will be. If you use foul language, suddenly a three-year-old comes with foul language. Where do you think he picks it up from? You're a lover of Christ, your child will be. Remember, you model life to a child. You don't talk life to a child, you model it. You, they pick up on what you value and what you love, what you are compassionate about, who you really are. You can't fool a child, right? Child picks up on you. So some of us have to change. There were times in my life I had to sit down with my kids and say, I'm sorry I failed. I raised my voice to your mother. It was wrong. It is incorrect. I apologize. There were times. Be big enough to own up when you mess up so that your child can distinguish right from wrong in Jesus' name. So in Proverbs 22 verse 6, the Bible says, Train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. No child knows the way. You love hunting, your boy will love hunting. You love fishing, your boy will love fishing. And all those things are okay. You're a tree hugger, your boy will be a tree hugger. Ah, just put a smile behind your mask. I'm passionate about it because parents, um, you know, after this COVID, it's like, I'm okay. And I'm thinking, you selfish individual. This is not about you being okay. And it's not about your faith. It's about the faith that you have to build in your child's life. It's about you getting disciplined, not for your sake. We're not talking about your salvation now. We're talking about passing your faith on to your children and instilling a belief, a, a love for God and a love for the house of God in your child. Otherwise, somewhere, someday, that child will have to get saved because you never fulfilled your responsibility to train the child in the ways of God. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, the Bible says, Here, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk to them when you sit in your house. Do you ever talk to your kids about Jesus? Do you ever do a Bible study? Do you ever talk about the world and the, the things that matter in the world? The suffering in the world. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. I'm shocked when I still see people racist in South Africa. They pick it up in the parents' home. Nowhere else, whether it's a black racist, uh, an Asian racist, uh, 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 a white racist, you tell those racist jokes, they hear it and they become it. And they will pay the price later for your foolishness. Some things aren't funny. It's funny for the moment, but it has eternal consequences. And you better get it. That four-year-old boy is listening to you. He's watching you. You mould him. You shape him. You pray for him. 
Say his talk when you lie down. When you rise up, you bind them as a sign at your hand. You shall, shall be as a frontless on your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That means your house is God's house. Your house is God's territory. Your house is not a party house. Your house is not a place where the whole neighbourhood comes and sins. Your house is God's territory. And when people come to your house, they know they are coming to a Christian house because you are defending the faith. Come on, in Jesus' name, because you are standing for something that is more precious than gold. More precious than gold. You know, people spend money on things they don't have to impress people that don't want to be impressed. Things, 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 things. All they can talk about is things. You sit with somebody in the first minute, you can see what they value. Open your mouth and you see what comes out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, I want to puke because I come from a very wealthy family and, and my uncles and aunts were the wealthiest of the wealthy in Bloomington. I was exposed to wealth and I, I learned to just, I want to puke if people try to impress me with their wealth because I, I saw as a young boy how false it was. It was so false that, that the values of people are what they have, what they possess. And I thought this is wrong. It's not about you having things. It's when your things begin to have you. It's not about a blessed life. It's when you forgive, forget why God has blessed you to be an influence to other people, to be a light shining. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. I'm talking to the converted here this morning in Jesus' name. So Joshua, I have to close. He says, but if the serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then stop fooling around. No, that's not what he said. Then choose for yourself this day who you will serve and how you will serve. Because what you do matters to your bloodline. Whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Come on, stand to your feet this morning and make a declaration. Come on, as for me, and my household, as for me, and my household, as for me, and my sons and my daughters, as for me, and my grandchildren, we will serve the Lord our God because it has eternal repercussions and consequences on people in your life. Come on. Oh, come on, give the Lord a praise and make a statement. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.